What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Thursday's episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. We had some big news on Tuesday, so thank you all, you know, for the for the very positive reaction to that. We are very excited to be covering OUA football for you guys this season, and we've got some OUA games coming up this weekend, along with CFL and now NFL action on the docket as well. Wade. What a time we are in right now with, you know, football season. It's in full swing. We're here. I don't think we're doing anything else for the next at least six months. And to think that last year, this time, we were just getting the NFL. We are like, okay with it because it was something. But now we have everything going and it's like, oh, my. Like, what, what are we getting into right now? Because Ken West hasn't even started yet. They're coming up quick. I think they start next week. So uh, we will be all over that as well. But man, I mean, tough loss for both of our teams. I know, I know our, our lovely Detroit Lions and Baltimore Ravens lost, but. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because Jared Goff looked actually good. He's fifth in the league for passing yards, Connor. Look you, at you go. Did you watch the game? Because he looked like garbage throwing the deep ball and he was afraid to throw anything over the middle. No, I'm fine with it because. The Dan Campbell era Detroit Lions look a hell of a lot better through one loss than the Matt Patricia Detroit Lions. The Dan Campbell Detroit Lions hung up 33 on a healthy San Francisco 49ers. The Matt Patricia oh. Detroit Lions would have gotten buried. So I don't know, they, man. There, there's they only optimism. hung up 30. I think you can count half of that 33. As like No, 33. No, no, no. I think, you can ha- I think you can count half of that 33 as like – actual gameplay because then the rest was just kind of like San Fran just checked out and was playing prevent defense and Jared Goff was like okay let's let's start going guys let's score the ball so yeah exactly uh, so how can you tell me Jared Goff's good when most of his yardage came when they were playing prevent and he could actually throw in every okay look we've had to hear that Dak Prescott's a phenomenal quarterback because he rakes in garbage time stats for the last three years okay we can start doing it we can start doing it with Jared Goff Dak Prescott might be good you know who looked great though Matthew Stafford in a Detroit land in a Detroit Matthews Matthew Stafford in a Los Angeles Rams jersey. You just said Detroit Lions. I did. Got to keep that in. <laughs> oh, but no, I, I thought Matt Stafford looked good. Uh, like you said, with golf, he's afraid to take the deep ball, and that's exactly what the Rams were missing. Sure enough, Cooper Cup, Bobby Trees, you know, Van Jefferson, all the boys got involved. So uh, Rams. I, th- I saw Stafford took a quick bump in his MVP odds too over at Cool Bet. I think he's up to twelve hundred now. Good uh, thing I got him at like sixteen. K one though, in K one we trust man. Oh my the goodness! Was sh- rocking the shirt Monday. I was for a little bit. That stutter stat where like the the rollout where he rolled right didn't have any room. Rolled all the way back to the left side of the field. Well, still like, didn't have any juked. room. Yeah, had that little stutter back juke. Pulls up and throws. I'm like, is this guy playing Madden? Like, does somebody have the sticks right now with Kyler Murray? Because you just don't see quarterbacks do that ever. No, was, I mean, Tennessee, you had one job for the offseason. Fix the defense. And yikes. Chandler I mean, Jones, though. Wow. That's a, you want to talk about getting your paycheck this five year. Five sacks. And I'm pretty sure he's in a contract year, too. So this is a big way to start for him. Oh, Uh Let's move on to football, though. CFL and Canadian football, that is. 
Sauna City Brewing Company, however, offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This September, CFP. Keep using our promo code UCFL during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders. Oh. Yeah, to receive free shipping on orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. And the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends over at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations, the Fox 40 Trilayer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com. News and notes time. Kari Jones test positive for COVID. Big start to the week. Man, that's tough. That's a tough one for Montreal. And they were, you know, they were one of the better teams at being vaccinated. You can't really make a, a, a call on whether Kari Jones was or wasn't. This is the first kind of outbreak that we've heard from Montreal as well. So, you know, obviously this is going to affect them a little bit going into their week against BC, but you know, how big of an impact do you think this is going to have on, on Montreal moving into week seven here? Uh, it'll be an adjustment, but I think if they trust their players and their coaching staff, it, it won't make too much of a difference. It's just uh, you're hoping that you don't have to get into any really tight situational decisions like kicking a field goal if you're down, uh, kicking a field goal if you're down five late in the game instead of just trying to go for a touchdown on third down, something like that. Um, you hope those kind of scenarios don't pop up. Otherwise, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree. Some trouble in Saskatchewan, though. Don't know who's going to be starting quarterback for the Rough Riders against the Argos coming up this week. Fajardo remains under the league concussion protocol, and when asked about a potential start for backup quarterback Harker, Coach Dickinson said, I am confident in all of our quarterbacks. We don't know if Cody Fajardo is going to start this week, and it doesn't sound like Saskatchewan knows who's going to start if it's not going to be Cody Fajardo. Because if a coach is saying, I'm confident in all of our quarterbacks, he didn't say, yeah, I'm confident in the guy beside me. He said, I'm confident in our quarterback room. So um, this is going to be interesting when we get to Connor's covers. I'll say Um, that. Excuse me. I believe that there's a former first-round NFL draft pick who is like seven-foot eight named Paxton Lynch. Oh, stop on the roster. Uh, no, Hey, we could see Paxton Lynch take action. I mean, we could, it'll, it'll probably be Harker if they don't go with Fajardo, but, uh, he'll get his first dress of the year. That's exciting. So you never know what could happen from there. Uh, but I mean, if you're Sask, if you're coach Dickinson and you get the, okay, you're running with Fajardo, no matter what, even yeah, if you no, get, no even if you get like a, 75% okay. Even if they're like, well, maybe okay. Like, okay, I got drop, the okay. I'm going. Like, you can't drop three straight games. No, not with the shortened season. No, uh, I cannot. know they've had a comfortable first half of the season so far, but you can't fall behind this much. This is, this is where you start running into BC's and Edmonton's and Calgary's having a chance to catch you. Um, you want to secure that home playoff game as much as you can early uh, so that if you do have injuries late, you can kind of coast your way through. Uh, 
but it's also going to affect value village just have a little throw in in case you want to go this route with your team uh edmonton's in hot water right now too especially head coach jamie elizondo yeah if the elks lose this week uh it'll be the first time since 1949 that a rookie head coach in edmonton has lost their first three home games of the season Jesus, with that date, we're almost dating back to the one year they used the Elks moniker before. Did I curse this team? Yes. I'm so sorry. Just like your Edmonton. All of the Edmonton teams. Just like your uh, Detroit Lions fandom. It's a curse. Every team I and Michigan will throw throw Michigan too. Yeah, Ronnie Bell tore his ACL first game of the season. Go blue. Golly. Man, Edmonton's not playing great football this year. Detroit sucks. We know what they are. The Red Wings are awful. The Tigers are awful. The Wolverines have not beaten Ohio State in, like, over a 1,000 days. Um, tough sledding to be a sports fan in the O'Neill household, household. Well, I mean, just tough sledding if you're a fan base of anything that Connor likes, right? Yeah, no, it's terrible. So if I root for a certain team, they're probably going to be bad, <laughs> which is why I now I'm deciding to stay. I'm pledging my allegiance here for the OUA season. I'm going on bias. I'm a fan no, you're of the for the GGs. You're true nope, for the I can't. GGs. I can't. I can't. Go um, Carlton and the Panda. <laughs> there we go. The Connors curse instead of covers. Uh, but yeah, for, for uh, the NFL – you're Detroit Lions, but we have a lot of Canadians that have kicked off. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Ben St. Juice, Javon Holland, Nikhil Harry, Gallimore's out, but we have Brent Urban, other guys playing all around the league. Even guys that went to the CFL, like Chris Trevler, who are token Canadians, we can call them, that uh, they got underway last week, and Alex Josh? Singleton had a game as well. Alex Singleton had a game. Not unexpected from him, though. We've seen that throughout the season, last season. We know the player that he is, the sideline-to-sideline ability. Josh Palmer, man, he had a reception in his first game. It was a nice sideline catch, too. Very nice. 17-yard reception, a target from Justin Herbert in a win. Man, he, a few years down the line, I think we really need to keep our eyes on Josh Palmer through this season. To oh, see I don't think it's he a progresses, few years. But... I think it's next year. They got Mike Williams up in contract here this year. That's why they brought Josh Palmer in. Could create uh, some it'll... opportunity for him if, if Mike leaves. So It'll be up to him and Jalen Guyton to really cover off that second because you know Keenan Allen isn't going anywhere. Come on. <laughs> of the guys uh, you're retaining, you are keeping Keen. He's under contract already. Don't worry about it. They'll just keep extending him. Before we jump in to Connor's covers here, though, we do want to take a second to thank Fox 40 once again and gear up for game day with Fox 40. Head over to fox40shop.com to shop all of your coaching needs. They have whistles, whistles, coaching boards, gear, and more. And at checkout, use code CFP15 for 15% off at fox40shop.com. Connor's covers week seven. I had a pretty decent week last week, I must say. I picked Toronto to cover. They did so by winning the game. The Bombers washed the Riders. The Lions over the Red Blacks, that was, I, I mean, that's a gimme pick. 
And then I didn't get the Elks on the turnaround because the Stamps somehow had seven sacks and Bo Levi Mitchell looked like he had never broken his leg. So I'll take that one. But overall, three and one, I'm happy with that week. I've been having some rough weeks lately and I'm happy with a three and one week. So we're going to try to turn it around here and I'll probably blow it up. All right. Before we blow it up, tonight's game, the Washington football team playing host to the New York Giants. Benjamin St. Just, four tackles in his career opener last week against the Chargers. They are currently three and a half point favorites despite having Fitzmagic out with a hip subluxation. So Taylor Heineke getting the start at three and a half. Connor, are you rocking with the Washington football team? Well, before I make the pick, let's not forget that. Yeah. Ben St. Juice is on the sideline for the Washington football team. Oh no, no. He was in the game, bro. Four tackles. I know. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But on the other sideline, the New York giants, our guy, Rice and John is a member of the New York giants. So we got to show some love there for the Canadians as well. But Line set at three and a half Giants football team. I like the Washington football team in this matchup, regardless of, you know, Taylor Heineke starting, which I'm actually fine with because Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback. I I like Heineke more than Fitz because he at least provides something extra with his legs. For me with this matchup, it's, it's more so about what Washington's defense is going to be able to do to a very shaky looking Giants offense. Oh, I have the Washington defense in fantasy. I'm expecting like five sacks from Chase Young. Yeah. I want Chandler Jones performance, but Chase Young. That's that's what I'm expecting. And like the Giants, they have weapons. They have offensive weapons. Kenny Galladay is there. Sterling Shepard had a good game. Saquon's getting healthy. He's not all the way healthy yet, but their offensive line is not great. It provides a lot of opportunity for guys like Chase Young or Ryan Kerrigan or whoever it may be to get in the backfield because that Washington front seven is one of the best in football right now. And I think that's going to decide the game. Absolutely. Let's move into CFL though. Calgary at Hamilton. Hamilton's a two and a half point favorite, despite the quarterback questions, definitely the O-line injuries. Uh, there's no way Masoli's hundred percent healthy. If he plays Dane Evans is going to be out. It looks like they're still favorite though. Where are you going? I was surprised by that. I was really surprised to see Hamilton as a favorite, especially going with a third or a fourth string quarterback. Masoli's out. Evans is indefinitely out. It was, it was a bit of a weird one for me, but uh, I'm, I'm going with Calgary to cover in this one. And we're recording this on a Wednesday morning. So, you know, by Thursday night, if this swung in favor of Calgary by a point, point and a half, I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised, especially, you know, knowing that Hamilton's rolling with, a third string quarterback, but Calgary against Edmonton with Bo Levi Mitchell back looked very good. They were able to get into the backfield seven times and take down Trevor Harris seven times. So the first time this season I've seen Calgary's front seven look that aggressive. They were clearly pissed off after the Labor Day loss. We'll see what happens going into this game against Hamilton, but the unhealthy quarterback, or I guess, sorry, the quarterback uncertainty and Hamilton is scaring me right now. Bo looked very good in his first game back. Calgary might have things rolling. Like, I know they beat Edmonton, who has been, you know, we'll show up one week and then we'll roll over the next. But we'll see. Uh, there's just a lot of uncertainty with Hamilton's offense right now. 
and it's scaring me a little bit. And Calgary looks like they're about to start a tear. So I'm going to go with Bo Levi Mitchell in the stamps. Now we go to the Prairies where Toronto is heading out to Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's a three and a half point home favorite. With the questions about Fajardo, Connor, does that change your pick at all? Like you mentioned earlier? Nope. I've been saying it since the Tuesday episode when we talked about the power rankings. I think Toronto is a better team right now with Fajardo potentially not playing, and especially if Fajardo doesn't play. I'm taking Toronto in this game. I'm taking them right now, so I'm taking them regardless. I do think Toronto is a little bit better of a football team. They're both 3-2, and two, like I was saying. They're, Toronto is the number one team in their division. Saskatchewan is, I mean, they're sitting in the two spot, but really they're the 1B to Winnipeg, even though Winnipeg looked a lot better in that 33-9 to nine blowout. But, you know, I like... Wait's give me faces. He doesn't like it. Uh, I, I like Toronto in this matchup. I, I think Toronto is going to win. I think Nick Arbuckle, you know, he didn't have a great game against Hamilton. That was offensively one of the most deconstructing football games I've seen them play so far. But when they're on, they're on. They have a great backfield with some healthy wide receivers in there. I think they're going to be really dangerous. And then can we talk about that Toronto defense right now? Because monstrous monstrous yeah they uh they certainly come to play uh it's very 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 nice to see whenever the argos are on with their defense because they like like we've talked about they spent so much money uh on that on that side of the ball that you have to get this kind of production but whenever they are it's it's health for another quarter uh, another quarterback and another team. And I'm going to go that way in value village. I'm going to kind of stop myself right now. Yeah. So, I mean, three and a half points, Saskatchewan favorite. I'm taking Toronto, which, you know, I'm essentially taking them to win by four. I'm going to have to take them or sorry. I'm taking Toronto to cover this one, which means they're going to have to, you know, at least hold it to a field goal in this one. But I, I think they can do it. I like, I like what Toronto's done so far through the 2021 season. They look like a different team. It's not just this team that everybody's going to come in and box. So Toronto over Sask, and I think this might be a statement win for Toronto. And the East might start taking the double blue a little bit more seriously after this one. BC at Montreal. BC's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Are you going with Michael Riley, or are you going with the Kahari Jones-less Kahari Jones-less Montreal Alouettes? This is a tough one. And this also might be my favorite game of the week. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Both teams, Montreal had the had the bye week last week. Before that, they absolutely hammered Ottawa in the Labor Day weekend series of games. BC is coming off a win where they just hammered Ottawa twice in a row. They had the week four matchup, bye week, and then they came back, played Ottawa week six, hammered them 45-13. It's tough to judge teams coming off wins against Ottawa because it seems like it's something that everybody does except for Edmonton. Um, Montreal's offense is absolutely rolling right now. VA looked great in that win against Ottawa. Same thing can be said, though, for, for the BC offense. Michael Riley, since week one, I mean, I guess with the exclusion of week one, has looked like the best quarterback in the CFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. 
It's got weapons galore. I mean, Shaq Cooper coming into the fold has been great for the run game. I'm going with BC over Montreal in this one. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think BC is going to be able to do some things to the Montreal offense, create some pressure, get into the backfield. Montreal has had issues creating pressure still this season, which is something that we wanted to see them address. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do it against BC. And BC is one of the best teams, or BC's defense is one of the best teams in the CFL right now at creating pressure and forcing turnovers. They're among the league leaders in forcing turnovers and among the league leaders in interceptions. So that scares me a little bit because VA, I mean, I don't know if you all agree with me or not, Wade, but VA has made some questionable decisions this year throwing the football. He looked great against Ottawa, but that's that's against Ottawa. Yeah, I, I want to see him have that kind of consistency outside of the Red Blocks. I mean, uh, what was the pork ratings that I sent you yesterday? Uh, we're going to give them a shout out because I thought that was great. Oh, that was so fun. Uh, Toddy Football, uh, the pork rankings came out for the re- for the CFL. And the pork explosion, which is crap of the crap, be- uh, crap of the crop below uh, the bottom, had the red blocks and uh, the descriptions. You know when you put or you know when you microwave something and you don't put a lid on the container and it blows up and makes a colossal mess in the microwave? Yeah, that's this. So that's his way of describing the red blocks. Uh, I mean, that's a comedic way of saying what Karn and I have been saying all season long. Um, but yeah, show, show us against a different team, a different defense that you can put up 40 points, 50 points, because we know the offense is capable of it. We just haven't seen it yet this year. And with like when, when BC was playing Ottawa, Ottawa with Davis was not afraid to throw the ball downfield. And, you know, they were, they were met with interceptions in a sense, the Montreal offense is similar, better, but similar to Ottawa where they're not afraid to throw the ball deep downfield. They look for those big deep shot type plays. You know, they have the weapons there to do it. Jake Wanaki, Quan Bray, Eugene Lewis, BJ Cunningham, however, however many wide receivers you want me to name, I'll do it. But they'll be met with interceptions from BC as well because those deep, those DBs play aggressive. They play the ball in the air well. So we'll see what happens. But I think that Montreal will be met with interceptions, and I think BC is going to swing this game for themselves. I think BC is, you know, one of these teams in the West that, People aren't really paying attention to quite yet, but they should be. And the final game, Winnipeg at Edmonton. Winnipeg, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over your Elks. We're still going to call them your Edmonton Elks. That's fine. I pledged an allegiance to the flag of the Edmonton Elks of Alberta (laughs) and to the Republic of the Antlers. So I will stand with my Edmonton Elks, win or lose. I selected them. Green and gold, antler up, baby. Uh, but you're but, picking Winnipeg? <laughs> but I'm picking Winnipeg. But I'm picking Winnipeg. Winnipeg looks like the best team in the CFL right now. Uh, well, they are the best team in the CFL right now. I don't see anybody really contending with them. Their defense is phenomenal. Zach Caleros this year under center for Ed, or Zach Caleros this year under center for Winnipeg. There was a lot of questions that we had surrounding him. He has answered them all with authority. And, you know, quite frankly – one of the best wide receiver units in the CFL in terms of consistency. I'm not saying downfield yardage and stats and things like that, but in terms of getting the ball in the hands, making plays and setting their team up in positions of success, they're one of the best at doing 
at dicing up offenses and just sustaining these drives. I think they're going to beat down an already beaten down Edmonton Elks team. You know, Edmonton's not going to be happy coming off a, a loss at, at home to Calgary. They're going back trying to defend. They're going back trying to defend Commonwealth, not win or not, not put Elizondo. They're going back home trying to, they're going back home trying to defend Commonwealth and, you know, keep Elizondo out of the record books for a bad reason. I don't think they do it. I think we see Elizondo end up in that 1949 Edmonton Elks category, unfortunately. I think Winnipeg is just too good. Uh, an eight, eight and a half point spread is, you know, a little bit, a little bit much, but they, no. they bested that eight and a half point spread against a better team in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So, you know, if they can go and win a 33 to nine game against Saskatchewan, what are they going to do to Winnipeg? What are they going to do to Edmonton? Like this could be bad. All right. Let's get some player props here quickly. Josh Huff over under 56 and a half yards. I'm going over with Josh Huff here. He has been quietly one of the most consistent receivers in football. He catches everything and he goes for yard with it. So even if he only has four or five receptions, I still think he's going to be up over that 56 mark. He's done it almost every game this season. Nick Arbuckle over under 225 and a half passing yards. This one scares me a little bit, uh, but I'm going over. I don't know. Oh, you said it. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I want to go with this one. I'm going to go over. I already said it. You're right. I said, I said over, or I started to say over commit. (laughs) I'm going over Nick Arbuckle. I'll commit to a Toronto win and over on Nick Arbuckle. Let's double down there. Arbuckle down. I should say, Um, let's get to the next one. We'll stand back. Over under 15 carries. Yeah, I che- I kind of caught out. I cheated on this one a little bit. They didn't have the yardage up, so I couldn't take it a yardage over under. And I saw that the BC Lions defense averages almost 20 carries against them per game. So, you know, 15 for Willie Stanback, who is the predominant ball carrier in Montreal, seemed pretty reasonable to me. So I'm saying over 15 carries for Willie Stanback. That still allows. VA to roll out and run five times too. So, Hey, if they're going to allow 20, I'm, I'm taking the 15 to Willie Stanback for sure. All right. And before we go to some fantasy values, we just want to remind you guys that OUA TV is the home of every OUA game. It is free. It is online. You can head over, sign up, catch every game live or on demand. You can use split screen features. If you want to catch multiple games at the one o'clock window, and for stats, scores, standings, and so much more, head over to oua.ca. You can find the football tab on the side, go into it, and everything is there, including the press release about us. Come on, you can go and read that. It's there on oua.ca as well. Uh, but thank you guys again for the reception on that, like Connor said, off the top of the episode. Ready to go shopping? Take us there. I'm ready. I was actually at Valley Village like a couple days ago. I didn't see any CFL players, but I was there. So I'm excited to go back. Did you find any good jerseys? No, I was looking. I was really looking. That's the best spot. And I don't want to give that away. It really is. Valley Village for jerseys is unmatched. Honestly, I I remember uh, one of our old teammates used to find the the nicest, like, because they're all retro jerseys, right? Yeah. He throws away like a current jersey. So you get like a something that you'd pay $200 for online to get you shipped. 
Dude, I was working there. I used to work there. Get this. Take this in, all of our listeners. I used to work at Valley Village in the donation center. So I was the guy, like, you pull up your car, roll down your window. You're like, hey, I'm like, hey, I take your stuff out of your trunk. Somebody, because, like, clothing is a huge thing there. And normally, people bring it in the black garbage bag, so you can't really see into it. This guy brings in his stuff in a clear garbage bag. And, you know, I was like, kind of just took it off the took it out of the back of his car, threw it on the car. And as I did so, I noticed like a flash of blue and white. And I was like, what is that? So I waited for him to drive away. And so I go over and I look at it and through the bag at the top, at the very top, it is a Duke Blue Devils JJ Reddick jersey. And I worked there, so I couldn't do anything about it. I had to let it go. I had to let it go to the back. Like I was trying to be sneaky. I was like, it's a donation. Like, how can I get this thing into the back of my car without getting, without getting found out? But I tried, they said, no, they're like, yeah, we got to put it on the shelf. And I was like, what do you mean? I will, I will give you the money for it right now. And I need this Jersey in my closet because I'm a huge JJ Reddick fan. Um, Couldn't do it. it. Didn't want to get fired. A couple days before that, there was a guy that we both know, you know, him. I'll tell you off air, but he was trying to light styrofoam on, on fire in the donation center. Cause he got bored one night. So, you know, that went down like three days before I wasn't trying to get fired over stealing a Jersey. You weren't going to steal. You were going to pay for it. Well, uh, either way, we got some fancy picks here. Uh, I'm going with Kadeem carry $6,442. Uh, seems kind of low. Also will stand back as the fifth most expensive receiver at 7,900. So, uh, pick your poison there. I have both of them slotted in. I think I've started Kadeem Carey like every week so far through the fantasy season, and he has been a stud. Yeah, I mean, he's he's up around 50, 50 yards every game. He's got a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, he's consistent. He's consistent, consistent, consistent. Last week was kind of down for him uh, as he failed to add a touchdown, but I, I think the, with Bo Levi back, I, I really believe that Kadeem Carey is going to have a lot more value going forward. They're going to have to run the ball and kind of keep it off of Bo Levi's ankle. As much as he's healthy, you don't want to re-aggravate anything. Um, so Kadeem Carey, 6,400. Always in. a threat to score. Always a threat to score. You touched on it. Like around the goal line, is there a more aggressive guy than Kadeem uh, Carey? I will go with. I'll go with McGuire, the backup quarterback from Winnipeg. As <laughs> is, the most is he? Are we guy. shopping for McGuire this week? Is he your like starting quarterback of the week? Because Jake Myers not Actually, here, or what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. He's worth five thousand bucks. Is the lowest you can go for a quarterback. You're trying to work <laughs> it in, eh? No, I'm not going to. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going with Bo Levi Mitchell. Actually, uh, can't flex my, a quarterback. What do you mean? But. If you want fantasy value, what is it without a cheap Saskatchewan Rough Riders receiver for me? I picked wrong last week. I had Braden Linnaeus. It was Kean Schaefer-Baker having the repeat performance. So I am going to trust Kean Schaefer-Baker this year, or this week at least. KSB is worth 2500 again. Uh, he had a lot of targets. I think he's up around 12 targets last week in their game. And going against the defense, it's not quite as good as Winnipeg's. I expect him to have a big day. So you're telling everybody to go get Braden Lenius this week. Subliminally, yes. Uh, <laughs> but then I didn't go this way. But if you are looking for a defense, uh, the Toronto Argonauts, cheapest defense you can find at 3,200. Obviously, Connor talked about the sacks and the pressure they were able to mount against the Ticats. 
I think it's worth a shot. They have a good return game as well that you know is going to eventually pop once. You'll get the points for that. But 3,200, if you want to play a defense, feel free to go in. And you finally did it. You finally bit on the no defense thing last week. Give us your thoughts. Did you like that strategy? Obviously you did because you're going back to it this week. It no, frees up cap space. No, because I would have picked BC's defense because I always try to pick on whoever plays against Ottawa. And I missed on Lucky Whitehead's big return. So I yeah. I missed the one time I was like, ah, oh, you know what? No, I'm going to try it this week. I, I went away from my tried and true formula of pick against the Red Blacks. I got bit for it. You could so have taken Lucky Whitehead Blacks, and still got those yards. While the Red Blacks are on bye week, I will go with this again. But next week, I will find someone to pick on them with. Back to picking on the Red Blacks next week? I mean, I picked on them with Michael Riley, too. That worked out. Yeah, 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 it did. He had a good game. So let's talk a little bit of OUA here before our episode ends. As always, you guys will be able to check out our preview over at OUA Sport before the games get underway. But we got a full slate this week. Mac Western, Ottawa, Toronto, York Laurier, Carlton, Queens, and Windsor, Waterloo. Connor, what are you watching for? What are you most excited for? Um, I don't know if I have one thing that I'm most excited for. I think like the thing that I'm most excited for is OUA football coming back as a whole. Obviously, I'm very interested in, you know, when we were talking about OUA football earlier in the year, the week one Yates Cup rematch was something that we had circled on our calendars, you know, a few a few months back. So I'm, I'm absolutely excited for Mac Western, you know, Jackson White against his old team, Ottawa, Toronto. I mean, that is me versus you. So I have to be have to be in on that one. But the thing that I, I think I'm kind of most excited to see or the thing that I'm watching hardest for week one is what does Carlton look like? How does Tanner DeYoung look? Because, you know, A, I, I'm interested to see how he looks because longtime friend, obviously you want your buddies to play well. But no, Carlton has a real chance to win the OUA East this year. Tanner DeYoung is going into his final season. He has been putting in the work throughout the extended offseason. He looks great. Everything I've seen out of him, he is throwing the ball with more pace than we've seen, which is absurd because that dude can throw the ball through the side of a house. But uh, yeah, no, I I think I'm most looking forward to that Queens Carlton matchup, especially like for for our guy Tan, obviously, but on the Queens side, what if Alex freaking gets in the game? What What if Alex freaking is the starting quarterback? What are we getting period from Queens? Who is going to be under center? Are they going to rotate quarterbacks? Their offensive line should be one of the best in the conference. I mean, all those guys have been working together as a group the last, what, three seasons? And this is the second year for Snyder as a head coach. So this is kind of like, okay, show us some progression. You had your your year of leniency. We knew there was going to be a little bit of turbulence. But, you know, year two, we're expecting, you know, maybe not maybe not a, a maybe not a four and two team, but they're expecting three and three. Yeah, you got to be expecting a playoff spot. So uh, I I am. I'm interested to see how Carlton looks with a chance to win the OUA East. And, you know, I'm interested to see what the Gales now look like under the guidance of Coach Snyder and what they're going to do with the number one recruit in Canada and Alex Regan. All right. And I am looking at that Yates Cup rematch, like you mentioned, but I'm more looking at Western 
Chris Merchant no longer there. Instead, they turned to transfer quarterback Jackson White, who was at McMaster competing with Andreas Dueck. When they decided to go with Dueck, White said, okay, I'm finding a different place to play football. He found the Western Mustangs, and I am very intrigued as to how this is going to look because they're going to have a good defense. They're going to have a good O-line. Western's going to run the ball well, but a lot of their game over the last couple of years has been Chris Merchant being who Chris Merchant was and taking over games at times and just doing the unthinkable. And can Jackson White do that? We know he has a big arm. He's a big statured guy, but he can also move a little. So I want to see what he looks like. Not only was he transferred over, but he's got some personal ties to that Mac team. Like I mentioned, so we it's talked to Justice Allen about it, and he was not happy. Like, he he said, we liked looking over at the sideline in that Yates Cup and beating Western and looking right at Jackson White as we did it. Yeah, so whenever whenever they get to this game, they don't have to look at the sidelines. He'll be on the field playing. He doesn't have to serve that transfer year. So I'm really looking at this Yates Cup rematch. It's the 1 o'clock start, and then I'm glad there's tiered schedules because there's a lot of – good stuff happening this week in the OUA. Yeah. Do we want to, are we bold enough to rip through and give some predictions for this or what? No, I'm not. I'm not giving predictions for week one. There's too much. Uh, ah, screw it. Let's go. Western, covers OUA style. Western Toronto, Laurier, Carlton, Waterloo, mark it down. Woo. You're trying to get them out quick. So we couldn't like screen grab them or anything. <laughs> eh? People can record that if they want. <laughs> uh, it's week one. OUA is back after a year and a half. I'm not expecting rock star football, but I'm no. going to be excited. I'm excited for plays it. and all of that jazz. So, I mean, if the if the RSEC is any indication of what is to come, it is going to be messy. There are going to be some upsets, and there's going to be a lot of things that we did not expect. Uh, Wade rattled his picks off. I am going to go Western in week one as well. I'm going Ottawa over Toronto, Laurier over York. Carlton over Queens, Waterloo over Windsor. So you literally just couldn't pick against your alma mater. That's all no. you're telling me. Hey, I have I have heard some things for the grapevine. They're going to be looking to be a great team this year. Zach Pelios is back. <laughs> He's the back. OUA first team left tackle as a true freshman is back in the fold. Brandon Merrick gets man. a year under his belt now where he's not just thrust into the starting job. He's had, you know, an extended offseason to work with the offense, get comfortable with it. So they have a quarterback back there who isn't just getting thrown in because your quarterback gets conked in the first game. So and not that like Ben Merrick had a bad season when he did so, but it was just a weird situation. He didn't have that much time to prepare. And now he's got a year off where he's been able to sit and work with all those guys on the offense. So um, they should be in sync. And we thought that about Laval and, you know, they weren't though. So we'll see. I'm excited. And that concludes today's episode guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your full slate of football. We've got coast to coast football as well as some NFL action. In the meantime, the Canadian football perspective is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations, the Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com. And while you are enjoying all of the football this weekend, you can do so with our friends, the Sada City Brewing Company, who offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. 
Visit their website at sawdustcity.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more, especially about those tropical storm brews because they're amazing. That Mimosa IPA is so crisp. This September, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first over order 100. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age to get your hands on that. That kills us on the podcast for this week. You'll be able to check us out Thursday on OUA Sport with our OUA preview. We'll be back on Sunday because now we have a Sunday YouTube live recap of all the OUA action. So we will be back this week and we will be back on Sunday. But again, thank you guys so much for, for the outpouring support of CFP and now of this partnership with the OUA. We are looking forward to getting some OUA action underway over the weekend. And on that note, as always, I'm Wade Zanketa, at Wade Zank, Connors, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. Enjoy the rest of your week.